Back to the I'm Summer Newscast. It's Sam the Bomb. And oh my god, I'm back this week. Because last week, uh, I screwed the pooch. <laughs> uh, last week, so like I had put in announcements like, oh, there's not going to be a newscast this week because of technical difficulties. Yeah, they weren't really technical difficulties, they were Sam difficulties. As in, I pretty much like recorded it realized that like the non-anime news part was like not recorded because i muted it and then i was like okay crap i'll just redo it so i redo the whole thing but then realized my mic was still on mute anyway so it was like it was dumb it was dumb is i was so mad i was laughing but i was also really mad but i was laughing but also really mad i was so because it was funny right but like i was still really like i was just by the time it was all over i was like i'm not doing it again fuck it i just god i fucked up and then Trisha was laughing at me for like the next 10 minutes. And I was like, you know what, woman? Just shut up. Joke's on her, though, because she had to have a tooth yank today. So when you're listening to this, everyone in the Discord, send Trisha some love. Send her some heart emojis and things like that. So she's lying in bed behind me right now in pain. And she's got feeling back in her mouth now. So she's feeling the pain. Uh, uh, shout out to anyone who's ever had to have their tooth yanked. For whatever reason, any kind of teeth, wisdom teeth, or infected tooth, whatever. Shout out. Shout out to the homies. Shout out to the homies for the tooth yank. I don't have a lot of news today, actually, because, like, I don't want to repeat, uh, like, any of the stuff from, like, that I did on the last newscast or would have done on the last newscast because, like, you've all heard about it by now. And plus, also, um, fall season just started, and a lot of the stuff that we were hype about is, like, uh is like it started already you know i've got a couple hype anime things and then i got big pieces at the end um that are non-anime but i think just nerd related but let's let's do it let's start off with the non-anime news first first of all though i gotta give a shout out to taichi kiriyama he passed away the official twitter account for the editorial department of the manga division of publisher core magazine revealed on friday that adult character designer and manga creator taichi kiriyama passed away at the end of July. Um, so I guess they were keeping it private, um, you know, and, and they didn't want to say nothing, but they officially announced that um, that is what happened. Uh, he's known for designing characters for adult games, such as Code Pink's uh, Sex Friend and Made in Heaven, Super S, uh, Comic Hot Milk. It was another adult manga publication that he did a lot of things for. Um, but I think actually Sex Friend and Made in Heaven both have like hentai OVAs, which are actually pretty. They got some famous scenes in them. But yeah, like it sucks, man. It sucks when artists pass away. They didn't say why or anything like that. I assume he was old, though, because some of these character designs are pretty old. I actually think that some of the 
like inspiration for hookups. I don't know if you know who hookups is, but they're a skateboard company. Um, and a lot of their deck designs are like anime nurses and hot nurses. I think a lot of their stuff is inspired by him actually. So yeah, shout out to you, man. This one goes to you. So let's do the non-anime news. Um, Spider-Man announced today that they were doing a sequel to Into the Spider-Verse, but it's not coming out till April 8th, 2022. So far away. But I think that makes sense, obviously, because it's already, you know, it'll be 2020 in a, in a couple months here. And I think they want to take that long because the, the, the last one was animated so beautifully. And I think... It literally was just like a little teaser. It wasn't even like any kind of trailer or nothing. I think they were just, I think it got greenlit and they just wanted to say it right away. Um, So that's probably why it's two years away as opposed to like normally we get trailers like a year in advance or a little under a year in advance. But I think they were just announcing it really. So, but like if you saw the first one, I mean, it's so good. It, It really is good. And honestly, I hope it kind of plays into the idea that um that they're they're talking about or the ideas floating around that they want to make a a Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Like that would be pretty cool. Um cuz like I mean if if they make a second Spider-Verse film and it kind of plays into that maybe, then they're also talking about how there's like the third Venom movie is going to have Tom Holland in it or something like that. So like, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for the future of Spider-Man stuff on the big screen, to be honest with you. Speaking of Venom, they were saying that Venom 2 will unleash Marvel villain Shriek, who is actually Carnage's girlfriend and uh, the girlfriend of Cletus Cassidy, uh, a.k.a. Carnage. So like that will be pretty sweet. If that's the case, because that means that potentially the third Venom film will deal with Carnage. And then maybe the Venom movie with Tom Holland in it will be uh, like a loose adaptation of Maximum Carnage. Which is probably one of the best Marvel crossover events in like like in history. Like I don't know. It's, it's actually a really great, really great Marvel Comics crossover event like... We could sit here and talk about Civil War and Secret Wars and whatever and all that noise, but Maximum Carnage is actually really fucking awesome. Like, Maximum Carnage is good. They made fucking video games based off of it, for God's sakes. So, uh, people have, a lot of people have been talking about Rise of Skywalker and how it is the last chance to fix a mistake. And that people were talking them about the midichlorians. Um, I, I don't know what they really mean by that, but like, so, so like in in the Phantom Menace, it was revealed that the Force was actually the cells in the body called midichlorians, and the higher the higher count of midichlorians you had, the more in tune with the Force you had, or more Force powers or Force sensitivity you had. And it was just kind of a weird thing that they put in there. I don't know, but they were talking, they never, they don't address it in, in, uh, the force awakens or the last Jedi. So like they're talking about like, Oh, well they should, they should address it in the third 
film because technically those first three movies are still canon and it's still a mentioned thing. But honestly, I don't think it really matters because, like, I don't know. I don't really think it matters, to be honest. I think people are just... I think these are just Star Wars fans who are just being really oversensitive about it, to be honest with you. I don't really care. Uh, they haven't mentioned it at all in any of the sequel trilogy, and I think they should just leave it that way. Because I see more of the sequel trilogy as just that, a sequel to the original three films. And in the original three films, they don't mention midichlorians. So technically, if you're looking at the saga as a whole, they don't mention midichlorians, like, at all. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It, it, I don't think it really matters, to be honest with you. They only mention it in the first film, and it's like, whatever. You could literally just, like, pretend that line never happened. You know what I mean? Midichlorians or whatever. I don't know. It seems stupid. Uh, Marvel Studios adds Ant-Man 3 to its slate as part of the 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 Phase 5 block. Um, they were talking about how Kevin Feige is aiming to release three to four Marvel movies a year. I don't know when they think they're going to stop or when they plan to stop it or whatever. But then they're also talking about doing the Eternals, which... I don't know. I think it's going to be a movie. I don't think it's going to be a Disney Plus thing. But then a lot of those, uh, a lot of those Disney Plus exclusive are also part of the MCU as well. But Phase Five is supposed to have Black Panther two, Captain Marvel two, Guardian of the Galaxy Volume three, and they're planning like within the next two years to be uh, having Ant Man three, which is like. I don't know. It's really weird because, like, uh, we're talking about Scott Lang, right? Like, maybe he passes it on to somebody else or I don't know what other enemies are of Ant-Man. Like, I know there was obviously the there was the Yellow Jacket, but, like, I don't know. It's really weird. I, I That's how much I know about Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like, I don't know much about their comic counterparts at all. All I know is that Hank Pym in the comics was a dick and Captain America beat the shit out of him and it was funny. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, they're talking about breaking box office records, and we saw that Joker broke box office records for an R-rated film, and you know Avengers Endgame surpassed Avatar, and all that stuff. People are talking about how Frozen 2's opening weekend, for opening weekend, is going to shatter box office records, which like. If you're a fan of Disney animated films, non-Pixar, just like the regular Disney animated films, if you're a fan of, like, the the people behind, like, Tangled and Frozen, the Frozen 2 trailer looks super sick. It looks like it kind of takes a more darker look at the world and the kind of that more inner self-exploration of where Elsa comes from, which can be, like life-altering right and life-altering stuff like that can be like can be dark you know and um the trailer kind of looks like that i don't know it looks like it has its funny shit obviously too but i don't know i i I like frozen i don't know if i like it as much as tangled but i i do like frozen and i'm actually really excited for frozen too obviously they want to be serious about it like obviously it's a cash grab because it's a sequel right frozen was really successful but it also looks like it's going to have a really sweet story. I don't know. If you're, if you're a fan of Frozen, let me know what you think of that shit. Um, Sony Interactive, apparently, they trademarked. So, like, they announced the PS5, right? 
not many details about it or anything like that, but they announced it. Apparently, recently, they went and trademarked PS6, PS7, PS8, PS9, and PS10 uh, a couple weeks ago, and the trademarks were made public on Monday. And uh, Sony revealed earlier this month that its PlayStation 5 next-gen console will launch during the holiday season in 2020. So literally a year from now, um, it will launch. So we'll probably get more details about it like at the next like E3, probably next summer, and things like that. Which is like, I don't know, man, it's really weird. I I remember the console wars being a huge thing, like when it was the it was the three sixty and PS three and uh they said like, okay, so the, was it I don't remember was it the Wii was the last thing to come out, I think. And they're like, When the Wii comes out, there's not gonna be another new console for eight to ten years and then it was like this big thing and now I almost feel like the gap between PS3 and PS4 was really long, but the gap between PS4 and PS5 wasn't very long at all. And maybe that's just because the PS4 I do have, I didn't use very often, and I thought I would probably be using it more. But then like, I look at it, and right, the PS4 has actually been out for a while. So I don't know, man. But as of June 30th, they have sold 100 million units. Uh, and I think that's since been updated to almost 200 million but like yeah no it's ps4 is popular man people like ps4 honestly that whole thing at e3 when xbox one just like came out and there's just all these fucking shitty things about it i don't know man if you play the x boner let me know but i don't know i'm a ps4 i'm a ps4 bitch all the way for sure the creators of Skullgirls want to team with capcom to make a new dark stalkers oh man oh Oh, jeez. Oh, God. Like, think about that, right? Fucking Darkstalkers is easily probably one of the most, like, revolutionary fighting games for its time. Made by one of the top, like, fighting game devs out there. Uh, or not fighting game devs, but, like, you know, like, one of the one of the top game companies, like, Capcom. They were, fighting games were their thing, you know? Next to SNK, they were, like, the king of fighting games. And they made Darkstalkers, and it was, like, this really revolutionary fighting game. You know, like, it was basically fucking the Universal Monsters, the fighting game. Like, it was you had a Frankenstein monster. You had uh, an Abominable Snowman or a Yeti. You had vampires. You had fucking a swamp monster or a sea monster. You had a fucking ghost, Chinese ghost, werewolves, and zombies and shit. And it was fucking awesome. And Mike Z... The, who's the lead designer and director at Lab Zero Games, uh, said, uh, I want to, like, you know, present my my qualifications and my resume to Capcom to maybe make a new Darkstalkers game. And, you know, like, I don't know. Like, that'd be sick. Like, Indivisible obviously just launched, right? So, like, as they're maintaining Indivisible for the next couple of years, maybe they can start talking about making a Darkstalkers game. I don't know how they would do the art. I, I don't know how they would be if it's... If it'll be like kind of like that cutesy art like they do for Skullgirls, or if it'll be like close to the original, I don't know. But I would play the shit out of that. If the, oh my god, I love Skullgirls, and I love the way it plays. Um, Skullgirls is very much the like the the system by itself, the way it plays is very much an homage to like Marvel's Capcom three and those old those two D fighting games that we fell in love with, like or at least people in my generation fell in love with, you know. And that would be absolutely sick. Like, I would be so fucking hyped for that. Like, that would be legit. 
as hell. Oh my god, hell yes. So I'm going to save this for the big piece at the end, but let's uh, take a break right here before we get to the anime news. Boom, check that out for me, okay? And always links.animesummit.net. You can go there and find all the links, except for our Patreon link is not on there, but patreon.com slash animesummit. You can go there, become a patron today, and basically right now, for any amount you want, you can become a patron, and you basically get early access to podcast episodes as soon as they're done um, for the main podcast. You get episodes of Terrace Talk as soon as they're done being edited. You get those early. You get access to our Discord only, the patron-only channel, and you get from in there, in that Discord channel, you get to hear behind-the-scenes stuff. You get uh, vlogs first. You get patron-only vlogs and other stuff we're doing. You get and pretty soon when we roll out our new uh, merch line, you guys are going to get first grabs at that stuff. And we're going to get patron-exclusive shirts and things like that. So it's going to be sweet. So please become a patron. Also, if you can, please leave a review on iTunes because we are doing a special treat for y'all. If we get to 100 reviews, uh, 100 podcast reviews... Um, we're going to do something really special and I have not completely figured what that out, what that is yet. We're talking with everyone about it. Obviously we're all talking about it, trying to figure out, but that's going to be something cool. Probably maybe we might do a live stream. I think it was an idea that we had, um, kind of like our Christmas episode that we did and it's going to be sweet. So check that out. Okay. Uh, here, let's get into the anime news. Shall we, uh, this is just an update on the kill anything. And this is not so much an update like on the on the the victims, but just kind of like I remember me and Nick were talking when we did that 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 special newscast, one of the things that me and Nick asked or were wondering was like, I wonder if there are gonna be laws or things like, you know, changed or ordinances changed because of this. And apparently um they are going to implement new rules possibly this coming february about gasoline sales and uh how they're going to implement like certain uh kinds of checks to when people buy gasoline if it's not being bought for like like if they're not filling up a vehicle you know what i mean so i don't really know how that's going to work it's i mean it's it's honestly whatever kind of safety measure that can prevent it again i think is should they should try it obviously if it doesn't work you know then then change it but they should definitely try something um and and it seems like that's what they're doing uh since the kioani fire there have been many threats of arson to other places i think square enix got like a threatening email another anime studio got a threatening email saying like they were going to uh, burn the whole building down with everyone in it. Something fucking crazy like that. Like I, it's this is that kind of inspiration that's just really scary, and we just hope that it doesn't happen to any, uh, any of these other studios, whether game or anime that we love. So, um, hopefully that the, them trying to implement these 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 ID checks or something will will help. They can try something. At least they're trying stuff, so that's good. And. Uh, I think they're coming back. They they they're starting to announce more stuff 
um, more events, how they're being moved and things like that. And uh, more details about the Violet Evergarden movie and the free movie and everything like that. So keep an eye on KyoAni stuff. And uh, yeah, dude, I think you can you can still purchase stuff and still donate if you want. But yeah, that's really cool. So hopefully they they come together and come back stronger for sure. Uh, so this is really interesting. <laughs> I thought this was super interesting. It was fucking weird. Um, but Osamatsu-san used as a... Uh, a marketing campaign for it's chapter two they did like a little anime commercial with osumatsu-san and then there's like pennywise and he's like giving red balloons to like all of the matsu brothers and everything and it's just like fucking weird like but they drew him like you know they didn't really draw him in like the osumatsu style they drew him like a little like how he looks just like a short anime kind of version and i i (laughs) i can't imagine being um Oh my god, I forgot the actor's name. Something Skarsgård. Is it Alexander Skarsgård? I can't imagine being him and then watching this commercial and being like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, that's me in the Pennywise outfit in anime. Like, you know what I mean? But I, I, I love Japan for doing this. They do this constantly. They always have, like, these weird crossover collabs for marketing, whether it's just a commercial or a little ad in a, in a, in a manga magazine or something, you know, they always have like these cross, like, you know, for the blood drive thing, they had the anime character in the nurse's outfit. And then, uh, you know, they, for like pizza hut, they'll have like, Oh, was it Domino's? It was Domino's. I think they had like love live on the Domino's trucks and all of the, the, the main characters of, of love live, the original one, not love live sunshine were dressed in like, uh, Domino's like uniform. So they had like the blue shirt and the black pants and the little hats and everything. Like, I love that. I love that about Japan. Like, they're not afraid to just like fully go on and use like these, like we do that here in America too, obviously, I guess. Right. Like they'll have, you know, master chief on a can of Mountain Dew or something, but that's all it is. It's not like they'll make a full on commercial of like, master chief like opening a can of mountain dew and being like yeah that's the stuff or you know what i mean like i don't know japan just seems to go really hard with like their crossover commercials and marketing and things like that like it's really cute it's really funny i love it um academy awards they changed voting process for best international feature film category so they changed the rules of this a little bit and i think the reason they did it was because there's so many there's a bunch of anime films that are that are going to be part of it probably and they want to be able to put these in the foreign category as well um, as possibly the animation category. So, like, the three films in question are uh, Akko's In, Kitaro. I just got to stop and say something right now. If you guys are hearing stuff in the back, it's my cat Luna jumping all over the place. <laughs> and she's jumping on my desk. And I'm just going to leave it in because this is literally... Like, this is like Nick. I have to deal with Nick on a fucking daily basis. I have to deal with this on daily. Fucking cats. Okay, Catface Johnson's everywhere. Shout out to Catface Johnson's. But the three films in question are uh, Children of the Sea by uh, Watanabe, uh, Akko's In by Kataro Kasaka, and uh, Promare by Hiroyuki Maishi, and then uh, obviously Makoto Shinkai's uh, Weathering with You. So, like, that's pretty exciting. I mean, I... That they they haven't they haven't made that rule yet or have not qualified for consideration yet, but 
and obviously like and I, I i the reason i bring it up and i know i always constantly go like oh the academy is a joke right the fuck the fuck the fuck the oscars they're a joke and uh, yeah they are okay they're they're honestly trash it's like very it's it's very political for like how things work you know what i mean and i i i the reason i bring it up is because hopefully they're starting to listen to people and how like there should be more it should be more inclusive, you know what I mean? And it they really should. I mean, there's just so many things out there that bring us joy and entertainment in terms of in terms of films and the Academy Award the awards just never seem to care about that shit, you know what I mean? So like I'm finally glad that we're finally seeing more films that aren't like a fucking Ghibli film, you know what I mean? So um the film for Withering With You is going to be the first anime film that Japan has submitted in the category since Princess Mononoke in 98. And um, I, I think Spirited Away wasn't submitted. I think it was chosen. So that's different. This, so, I mean, but anyway, uh, I, I'm i going to be, oh, well, that's because that was animation. This is, this is talking about foreign in general. So, yeah, I mean, that's going to be sweet. That's going to be awesome. So I'm going to keep an eye on that, hopefully. Maybe the Oscars will change. I don't know, hopefully. But they're still kind of poopy. Um, here's some anime hype, though. I think this is coming in 2020 in January. Uh, it's called Smile Down the Runway. And it's got these really cute characters in it. And it's about Ch- this person named Chiyuki Fujito has a dream to become a Paris collection model. The problem is she's too short to be a model, and everyone around her tells her so. But no matter what they say, she won't give up. Her classmate, a poor student named Ikuro Sumura, also has a dream to become a fashion designer. And one day, Chiyuki tells him that it's probably impossible for him, causing him to consider giving it up. This is a story of two individuals wholeheartedly chasing after their dreams in spite of all the negativity that comes after them. Man, like... Paradise Kiss is that what it's called? Yeah, Paradise Kiss, the one that Danny made us watch. That one was a good one. Like that was a like an actual like sweet anime about uh, modeling and stuff like that and runway modeling and fashion design and all that stuff. But this is really cool. Like I really like this idea how it's like just straight up about a girl wanting to become a runway model and then a kid wanting to be a fashion designer. Like this seems really hype. The art style is a little weird. I don't know the 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 design of the girl was really cute, but the art style seems a little weird. I think this is gonna be an original. Oh no, it's based on a manga that came out in twenty seventeen. Okay, so yeah, there you go. It came out weekly Shonen magazine. Uh, yeah, check that out. Smile down the runway. That's kind of a cute name too. Smile down the runway. Uh, interspecies reviewers is a new anime coming out also in January, I believe. And it basically, it, like, the style is really cute. But this is going to be probably the most smuttiest anime of that year. Um, it's based on uh, a manga from Yen Press. And it ran in Kadokawa's monthly Dragon Age magazine in 2016. And the manga ran as a special one-shot. And it's it's about these... Elves from Succubi and Cyclops and more. The interspecies reviewers rate the red lights delights of all manner of monster girls. The only thing is they can never agree on which species is the hottest. <laughs> so there's like, it, it's, think of Monster Musume, except the, the character design is a little bit more like, they're a little shorter and chibi-ish kind of. 
and there's definitely way more kinds of creature girls involved there's we have a we have like this octopus looking girl with big boobies we have these two uh it looks like they look like bulls or cowgirls with really huge knockers and uh we have this cute little angel girl who's naked that's inappropriate okay but anyway it looks like it'll be really funny really smutty and nick's probably going to give it a 10 out of 10 because he knows it's trash and that's going to be hilarious so yeah so this i thought it was funny this is an interest article i just thought it was hilarious uh gundam creator tochiyuki tomino criticizes makoto shinkai works for lack of sexual intimacy (sighs) um it, he basically said, like, <laughs> he was like, when when asked what he thought of KyoAni and Shinkai anime, he said, I see them as my rivals. From my generation's perspective, you don't have to go out of your way to make an anime that feels like an introspective novel. He then went on to describe Shinkai's works as stories about a boy and a girl who are always stretching out their hands toward each other and said, yet the boy's hand never go, reaches the girl's crotch. Why do they never go any further, Tomino went on. I want him to make a story where they aren't just satisfied with no physicality. Well, Shinkai is still a young director, so I suppose he can make films like that. And it just was really fucking weird. Like, that's such a weird take. Like, oh, why why don't they make an anime where they fucking... Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's such a fucking weird thing to say. Like, I don't know. I thought that was really interesting. It was an article that was posted yesterday, and I was just like... I mean... I don't, I was going to say I get it, but I don't, but I actually really just don't get it. Like, it's just such a weird thing to say. Like, the the, the guy who created Gundam, you know, Rick and Guisa and G, possibly the worst entry in Gundam ever, is talking some shit. And, I mean, he's also the, you know, the, the original uh, Gundam guy, but, like, and he did also turn A. But, like, it just, like, it just was a really fucking weird thing. Like, that's like me watching, um, like, I'm fucking watching Star Wars, right? Me and Trisha are watching Star Wars. And she's like, wow, what a fucking cool movie. And I'm all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, okay, but why didn't Ray and Kylo Ren just fuck right then? They wanted to fuck. Why didn't they just fuck? You know what I mean? Like, it just seemed really fucking weird. I don't know. It just is like, that was goofy. That was goofy as hell. Let me know if you thought that was goofy. I thought it was goofy. Um, Pokemon Sun and Moon manga ends. Get Sword and Shield sequel. I don't know if you guys read these, but, like, I don't know. I'm confused on the Pokemon manga because, obviously, like, that one, the one that was called Pocket Monster just ended, the one with the talking Clefairy. And then, obviously, like, there's the main ones where it's, like, uh, Pokemon Red and Blue, and then it, it follows, you know, it follows Red or red and Green, and it follows Red and Green, and then Silver and Gold follows Silver and Gold or Kamon, or whatever his name is. And, like, that, those are the main ones, right? Like, I get that. Then there was that other one that was... It was brought here by Viz, Viz Comics, and it was called, like, The Tale of Pikachu. And I had it. I had the comic books. Um, I had, Well, I had the second issue, I think, and then I had the first issue. But it was really weird. It Like, th- those were really cool, because, like, they actually... The character in that was actually Satoshi or Ash. And the art was really cool. 
I don't I don't know what the difference is between all of them to be honest. Well, I, I do, but like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whatever happened to that one. I think it just ended when he went to the Kanto uh, League or whatever. But I don't know. If if you guys read these comics, let me know if you read them and if you think they're good. Because I I've always wanted to read them. The the main ones anyway, like the red and green and gold and silver ones. So if you read them, let me know. Um, I haven't watched kept up with the series. I know what happens in it because I just read it. But like, I don't want to watch. Like dedicate my time to watching all of them. But Anyway, Capcom confirms continued development of live-action Mega Man film. Capcom released on Tuesday its consolidated business results for the six months ended in September 30th, 2019. The company confirmed in their report that the planned live-action project of its Mega Man game franchise is still in development, which they announced in October 2018 that Henry Joost and Ariel Schulman, um, who did Catfish and Paranormal Activity 3 and 4, are writing and directing the project with Masi Oka, who did Heroes, producing the project. And the film is tentatively titled Mega Man. Uh, 20th Century Fox and Churnin Entertainment are developing the project. I don't know. You guys, The after the Sonic thing, I just don't even think this should be a thing. Like, just, I don't know. Just stop it. Stop it, okay? Just quit it. Leave it alone. No more, said the Patro. Digimon Adventure Last Evolution Kazuna Films video stream. They streamed a new trailer for it, and they revealed the grown-up versions of the Season 2 Digidestined. Um, Ken, Ichi, Joji, and Davis, uh, or Daisuke, his name is Daisuke, but uh, Miyako, or some people known her as Yoli, and Hawkmon, and Ayori, and oh my god, it's fucking amazing! It's it's supposed to be really cool. I really got to finish Digimon Adventure Try because I never finished it. Um, but this is supposed to be like the ending to the adventure saga, which is all the stories about Ty and his friends and Daisuke or Davis and his friends. And yeah, man, Digimon or yeah, what is it called? Digimon Adventure. That's what it's called. The Digimon Adventure series. This is supposed to be like. A definitive ending to all of that. So that's going to be sick. I'm gonna, I'm excited for that. Okay, so I didn't know this, but the new trailer for uh, Kaiji Final Game, which is the new live-action film inspired by the uh, Kaiji Ultimate Survivor uh, manga, or Kaiji Gambling Apocalypse, uh, began streaming a new trailer for the film on Wednesday, and it reveals more cast members for the film. Uh, Suzuki uh, Matsuo is Atsuki. Um, yeah, dude, Tatsuya Fujiwara actually plays Kaiji. If you don't know who Tatsuya Fujiwara is, he's the main guy in Battle Royale. He's Shuya in Battle Royale. And he's Light Yagami in the Death Note movies. And uh, he's uh, Gerard in Lupin the Third, the first. Um, he's pretty famous in Japan, um, especially for his role in Battle Royale and his role as Light in the Death Note films. But yeah, he plays Kaiji, and uh, I, I don't know if this is a sequel. Did they make another live-action film before this one? Oh, okay, two previous live-action, so this is going to be the third and last one. And apparently there's also a Chinese version as well. 
but yeah, I didn't know even know there was uh, I didn't know there was a live action film of this, and uh, I actually really want to watch this anime. Nick talks about it all the time, how it's really awesome. But yeah, I do want to watch it um, for sure. Japan honors Mario creator Shigeru Miyamoto, manga creator Moto Hagio as persons of cultural merit. The Japanese government announced Nintendo game designer Shigeru Miyamoto and manga creator Moto Hagio as two recipients of this year's personal cultural merit honor on Tuesday. Also receiving the award is film director Nobuhiko Obayashi, who did uh, the live action The Drifting Classroom and The Girl Who Loved Through Time, as well as 18 other winners. Um, if you don't know who, well, we all know who Shigeru Miyamoto is. He's, he's a fucking creator of Mario. Uh, Hagio is a pioneer of shoujo and shonen ai manga, and her works helped establish conventions of these and other fields. Um, they did They Were Eleven, A Drunken Dream, Double A, The Heart of Thomas, and Otherworld Barbara manga, and uh, The Poi Clan. Uh, manga and anime creator Leiji Matsumoto also received the Person of Cultural Merit Honor in 2001, so that's pretty sweet. That's pretty exciting. Hayao Miyazaki also received this honor in 2012. So that's awesome, man. Shigeru Miyamoto, I'm sure he's gotten plenty of awards before, but this is a big award uh, for them, especially since it comes from the government itself, uh, the government of Japan. So that's pretty hype. Pretty hype, 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 hype. Uh, Demon Slayer and Promare Anime win top New Type Anime Awards. A monthly New Type magazine announced the results of the New Type Anime Awards from 18 to 2019 at the Machi Asobi Volume 23 event on Sunday. Um, New Type is a pretty big deal, okay? So New Type is like they're... In, in America, we got it for a while, I think a couple years before they stopped because I think it just costed them too much money, to be honest. But New Type is like one of the, if not the number one, like magazine, anime magazine in like Japan or pretty much the world even. Um, and when I say magazine, I don't mean like, you know, Weekly Shonen Jump magazine or Korra Korra magazine or anything. This is like an actual magazine with info and upcoming anime hype and news and things like that um but it, it has these awards um uh that they do every year and for best work for tv broadcasting and streaming for, uh, i'll start from number 10 and go up uh kim rikusa sao alicization attack on titan 3 a certain magical index 3 wata 10 and starting at 5 is persona 5 set Zanmai, banana fish bungo stray dogs and number one, we have Kimetsu no Yaiba, Demon Slayer, which is honestly like, uh, I kind of agree with this list, kind of. I, I could probably think of other ones that could take the place of like Butthole Stray Dogs and Wataten. I think Wataten is stupid. Um, but anyway, best work uh, in a theatrical screening, well, starting at number 10, uh, Rascal Does Not Dream of Dreaming Girl. My Hero Academia 2 Heroes, Sound Euphonium the Movie, Our Promise, uh, The Psychopath Movie, Sinners of the System, and ReZero, Starting Life in Another World, Memory, Snow. And starting at 5, Weathering with You, Code Geass, Lucia the Resurrection, Uta no Prince, Samamaji Love Kingdom. And number 2, we have Fate, Stay Night, Heaven's Field, 2, Last Butterfly. And number 1, we have Promare, which is, I've only seen like, Actually, I haven't seen any of these films, so never mind. <laughs> but I'm sure it's a legit. Li- I mean, I'm, it seems pretty legit, knowing what I know about the films on there. Uh, for so these other categories, uh, these other two, I'll just go to the top five. Um, but for best male character, starting at five was Lelouch, 
And then Chuya from Bungo Stray Dogs, Kirito from SAO, Ash Links from Banana Fish, and Tanjiro Kamado from Demon Slayer. Um, best character for female starting at number five was Saber from Heaven's Feel, Asuna from uh, SAO, uh, Kyo Iz- Izumi from Bungo Stray Dogs, Sakura from Heaven's Feel, and number one, we have Nezuko Kamado from Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer just dominated. Let's just be serious. Let's just call it what it is. Demon Slayer fucking dominated anime this year. Like, they really fucking did. They did that shit. Be mad about it. I don't even care. The Island of Giant Insects anime theatrical film version reveals promo video. I have no idea. This seems like some... There's some fan service shit. There's a girl right here with some, some spider jizz on her titties. But there's this fucking movie coming out called The Island of Giant Insects. And it's just a survival horror movie. And the three main characters are these three, like, you know, I'll just say hot girls. And, like, um, it begins uh, when they're flying for this school field trip and the plane crashes. They drift onto an island, and that island is dominated by giant insects. So it's basically uh, Attack on Titan, but Attack on Bugs. And just three chicks who are normal, you know, schoolgirls, and they're going to die. With by giant insects. Think of okay, remember, dude. You all remember the film, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and they're out in the yard in the grass. Like most of the movie is out in the fucking grass, and they find like the big ant, and they run into a fucking scorpion somehow. Like there's a scorpion out there, and the scorpion like stabs the ant, and then the ant dies, and it's like this really sad moment. Like, oh my god, giant insects, bro. Anyway. Toonami posts video interview with staff of upcoming Uzumaki anime. Adult Swim posted a video on Thursday that features interviews with staff of the anime Junji Ito's Uzumaki horror manga. The subtitled video features interviews with Ito, director Hiroshi Nakahama, Shogakaku editor, Shogakukan editor Sayuri Kinjo, and scriptwriter Aki Atami. The four-episode miniseries will premiere on Toonami next year. Before it will premiere in Japan, and it follows the inhabitants of a town where strange occurrences related to a spiral shape began occurring one after another. If you've never read Uzumaki, I highly recommend. It's it's the weirdest fucking Junji Ito is he's he's known for his horror stories, but this one in particular is just like the most unsettling fucking thing. Um, I have no idea why that is. These spirals just start appearing everywhere, and it's literally just some crazy shit. Some crazy shit. Anyway, let's get on to the big pieces, shall we? I I try not to... And I've said this before on the newscast, okay, guys? I've, I, I've said this before. I try not to be, like, super serious and talk about super controversial, super serious stuff. You guys remember that newscast I did? Where at the end of it, I was all like, you know what? I'm stressed out. I don't, I don't want to have to talk about this stuff, but I feel like I have to because it's my job and whatever. Whatever. Okay. Uh, and the only reason I'm talking about it now is because it's been a big hot topic issue on the Discord and just in general, on the internet in general. And I think it's, um, I think it's important. Um, but without getting too serious into the many things and categories and subjects I could get into while talking about it. I'm just going to talk about the subject at hand and the subject at hand is blizzard. Obviously BlizzCon is happening and a bunch of, you know, that when, when BlizzCon happens, they always post to their appropriate YouTube channels, the trailers they revealed. 
at BlizzCon and stuff like that. And we got three really huge trailers in the forms of short uh, films. As, of course, in true Blizzard fashion, they always, when they do reveal trailers for anything, whether it's a WoW expansion or a video game, they do like these five to ten minutes just amazingly CG animated uh, digital shorts. And it's just fucking amazing. And we got World of Warcraft Shadowlands, which was badass. It's, in my opinion, the Mist of Pandaria cinematic trailer is still my favorite. But we got then we got Diablo 4, which was like a 10-minute long thing. Excuse me, 10-minute long thing. And then we got the probably the biggest one, which was Overwatch 2, which is a, like a 9, 8, or 9-minute uh, cinematic short called Zero Hour. And I remember a couple of newscasts ago I had taught when I had mentioned Overwatch 2 that it was going to be a big uh, PvE co-op-like game. Um, and... So what, the reason why I was prefacing this with like serious undertones was because obviously with the thing that happened with, um, you know, the, the pro Hearthstone player and what he said on the live stream and uh, things like that and how Blizzard handled it. A lot of people on my Discord, or I'm sorry, not my Discord, our Discord, excuse me. A lot of people on our Discord um you know, I had expressed their opinions about it. And I even did a couple newscasts ago. In fact, I was very, very crass about it. And I was like, fuck you, Blizzard. Yeah. And it was, it was very immature. And I actually kind of regret doing it. Um, but I leave it up because I want people to see. I want people to hear, you know, um, how I acted. And I want people to know that I think now how I acted was pretty stupid. Um Sometimes I feel like I virtual si- virtue signal, and I hate that. I think virtue signaling is very trashy, um, and I feel like I, I might have been doing that when I was talking about Blizzard back then. Um, do I still feel the same way? Absolutely, I do. I still feel the same way. So now what do you do when all these really hype things are coming out? What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? I've been playing Diablo since the first game. I've been playing I played that shit when I was fucking 11, 12 years old. And then when Diablo 2 came out, I think I was like uh no, I think Diablo 2 came out when I was like 12 or 13, right? I think so. And I was really into Diablo 2. I played Diablo 2 up until like before I moved out of my my parents' house for God's sake. So I played that shit for years. You know, Diablo 3 didn't even come out until after I was already moved out of my parents' house. But I remember being 18, 17, 18 years old. And my mom and Trisha, because they worked together, my mom and Trisha would come home from work and I would be upstairs on my computer and my brother would be downstairs and we'd be playing Diablo 2, you know, um, and just chilling, you know, playing games together, waiting for her mom and Trisha to come home and so we could all eat, you know, because they were always hungry when they got home. And, man, I love Diablo. Diablo's fucking great. And now we finally get Diablo 4 with this really crazy trailer. And, you know, I think some people are still feeling certain ways about Blizzard. That being said, before they started their huge presentation um, with all these trailers, um, Blizzard President J. Allen Brack uh, came out into the crowd 
he somberly addressed the crowd with an apology um, and uh, apologizing for Blizzard's harsh punishment of the eSports pro Blitz Chung. Chung Y. And he said Blizzard had the opportunity to bring the world together in a tough Hearthstone eSports moment, and we failed to do that is basically what he said. He said that they moved too quickly and and he genuinely apologized and he said obviously that apology doesn't mean nothing without seeing actions and our action going forward is to bring people together with video games and with competitive esports and storytelling and whatever now like when a big company apologizes right it's really weird you could take that a couple ways you could take it like oh well they're just apologizing because they now see the backlash you know what I mean? Or now they're just trying to save face. And although I, I did watch the clip, mind you, of him saying the apology. And honestly, a couple moments, it did look like he was about to cry legit. Um, and honest, honestly, too, like when your own employees, like some of the biggest game devs that Blizzard has were even tweeting about it going, wow, what the fuck, Blizzard? Like, you know what I mean? Like. And, you know, no matter what side you're on about the the protests in Hong Kong or not, let's talk about that, okay? Let's talk about apologies and uh, being held accountable. If I do something shitty to you and you call me out for it and I don't, I don't apologize right away, and then maybe after a week, I start seeing, you know, within a week's time, I start seeing backlash from your friends, backlash from other people, backlash from my own friends saying, Sam, why'd you do that to that person? And then I apologize. You could say the same thing. Like, oh, Sam, you took a week to apologize. You're just, you're just apologizing now because you're losing your friends and people are calling you out and whatever. You know what I mean? You're just trying to save face. Now, I'm not speaking necessarily on Blizzard. I'm talking purely about me here, okay, if this was a hypothetical situation. Yeah, I am trying to save face. <laughs> like, I don't want to be viewed as a shitty person. If I if I don't realize what I'm doing wrong right away and I walk away and I take a week to apologize to you and and I'm apologizing just because I'm getting called out left and right and getting shunned, I don't want that. I don't want to be called out for a week. I don't want to be shunned for a week. So, of course, I'm going to apologize and try and save myself. That's why you should apologize. You should apologize because you know you now are seeing that you are genuinely being called out, that you genuinely did something wrong. If you don't see it right away, you're definitely going to see it when people start walking away from you, when your loved ones start calling you out, when you start losing things that you worked hard for. That's how it should work, honestly. If If... If, if Trisha did something to me and she didn't apologize right away and later consequences of not apologizing and recognizing what she did wrong right away start happening to her, I would very much expect her to come to me a week or two later and be like, hey, remember that thing I did? I'm really sorry about it. I'm now realizing the effects of what I did and I'm sorry. I'll still take it. You know what I mean? It's an apology. Like she's realizing that goes from me to you. That goes from you to him, to her, to them to your mom your dad your friends your cat you know what i mean like of course i'm trying to save face 
I don't want to look like a shitty person. I don't want to look like I don't want to be shunned. Uh, shunned. I don't want to be called out every day for a week. I don't want that. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. You shouldn't. You should not want to be a shitty person. You should not want to look like a shitty person. You know what I mean? If that's what it takes to realize what you genuinely did wrong, then that should that then so be it. Clearly. And he, they, I think they even he even said that too. He was like, not only were did we do the wrong, make the wrong decision in the moment, we were also very slow to respond and talk to the fans about why we did that and how we did it and how we handled it. And honestly, I think part of that is also because they wanted to wait till BlizzCon to apologize too. But that's all I'm saying. You don't have to, and I'm not saying get over it. I'm not saying stop being stop being mad at Blizzard. I'm not telling you what to do. You can do whatever you want. If you still want to boycott Blizzard, you have every fucking right to do so. Absolutely you do. You can do whatever you want. I'm just saying from my personal experience and my my like you know, I, I'm also I, I minored in sociology, so like I'm very interested in that kind of stuff. Is like nobody wants to be viewed as a crappy company. Nobody wants to be viewed as a shitty person. If it takes them like a couple weeks or a month to address an apology to you because they're now seeing the the consequences and backlash of what they did, that means they're also probably seeing what they did was wrong. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, after seeing the apology, I feel better about wanting to play overwatch again and being hyped for Diablo four. That's just me personally that I'm not saying you have to do do the same just because of what I'm saying to you. I'm just telling you my personal experience that that's happened to me. You know, I've been called out for shit and I don't apologize until sometimes a month later because I'm like, fuck you. I don't know. I'm apologize for nothing. And then I realized the consequences of what I did after, you know, having those people and my loved ones say like, you know, what you're doing is crappy and what you did was crappy. And I come back and I go, you know what? That was shitty. And I'm really sorry. And I don't want my friends to look at me like oh, I'm a horrible person because I'm not that. And if if to show you that I'm not that is to talk to you about your feelings and recognize what I did was wrong, then I want to do that. I want to do that thing. I want to do whatever makes you feel better. And I want to do whatever I can to make it up to you. That's just me. Take it or leave it. You can do whatever you want, but that's just my opinion. And I think that's important. I think that's, I think it's important to talk about because – that means that companies are listening to us. The same thing with the Sonic thing. They they fucking listened to us and they fucking changed his ass, which I think a photo of it leaked just like this past week, right? Like a fo- like at a movie theater, someone took a picture of like the, the cardboard marquee or whatever. I think it's important. I think it's important to to hold people accountable so they listen to us. Especially companies that do things like this. If if you know if it's that serious, you know. And also, we we want to educate, not ostracize, right? We want to we want to we want to hold people accountable, and we want to call people out, and then we want to educate. That's what we got to do. That's just my opinion. Let me know what you think. Okay, I think it's important. If we all want to play Overwatch together, you know, you want to play Overwatch with me and Trev and the owner, you know, let's play Overwatch. That's all I'm saying. Let me know what you think. Okay, go on the Discord. Hit me up. I don't have a Twitter anymore. I deactivated it, so I'm sorry about that. But I, I just don't use it, and it was it was becoming a crappy thing on my phone. I just am trying to 
get rid of a lot of crap that I don't use. So, um, but yeah, I'm on Discord all the time. So get on our Discord, links.animesummit.net. You can go on there and find me on there and talk to me about it. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation. And then maybe afterwards we can get tacos and I can come over and cuddle with your dog or cat if you have one. If you don't have any of those things, then I can cuddle with you. Maybe we can watch a movie. Maybe we could pop in a porno. Who knows? Thank you for listening. I've been Sam, and this has been the Anime Summit Newscast.